Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Dirt kicked up behind my car as I sped away from the distillery. I felt the rear fishtail a bit as I rounded the bend to get on to the nearest road, but I righted the car and accelerated. Branches, bushes, briars, and brambles passed through my headlights as I tore down those old mountain roads. The moon was plenty bright that night, but I liked using the headlights when I could. I knew my speed was a dead giveaway, but time was short that night. I had a delivery to make across the border in Kentucky, and I needed to unload the haul by sunrise, so I didn't have much choice but to drive fast. Not that I minded much. I had been missing that feeling almost as much as I missed my dad. I never felt more alive than I did behind the wheel of a Ford, driving in the moonlight with a trunk full of whiskey. Came by it honest enough, actually. My daddy was a whiskey runner my whole life. I remember sitting next to him as a boy laughing as the headlights of the revenue agent disappeared behind us. Nobody drove as fast or as good as my dad did. He could whip around the edge of a cliff at 40 miles an hour and never so much as break a sweat. He was my hero. I'd been lost in thought for a few minutes, reminiscing about my upbringing, when I saw a pair of headlights appear in the rearview mirror. They were gaining speed fast. I sped up a little bit more, but those lights were closing in. That late at night, was either a revenue man or another whiskey runner, and I knew that Dawson still was the only one in the county, and that meant that I had to be the tax man. I slowed down to take the next turn around the mountain, thinking about my dad as I did. He wouldn't have slowed down one bit. After I rounded the bend, I reached over to a special switch on the dashboard and flipped it, putting out the headlights and the taillights. Darkness surrounded the car and I drove more by memory than sight until my eyes adjusted to the moonlight. I slowed down and pulled off into a dirt road that led down into some hollow and killed the engine. The sounds of the woods filled the space in my ears where the engine's rumbling had just been. And I looked back at the road behind me, waiting to see those headlights round the bend. My dad would have chewed me out for pulling a stunt like this, but I always thought outfoxing a tax man was easier than outrunning one. I mean, sure, I could do it if I needed to, but if I could shake him now, the rest of the night would be far easier. Daddy always said that stopping meant getting caught, and getting caught meant going to jail. Going to jail meant, well, the family went hungry. I saw the wisdom in his words, but with the way the revenue agents had been circling the county lately, it was clear that they knew the still was out there somewhere. If I kept letting them chase me around those woods, then they'd figure out pretty quick where we were brewing. 
Paxmen were clever like that. They'd find the roads you used the most and start their searches there. If you weren't careful, they'd follow that road all the way back to your buddies. They'd bust the whole operation. So I waited a few minutes for those headlights to round the bend. But they never did. It was strange. That taxman was going way too fast to not have gone past by then. I turned the engine back on and drove up the main road with my lights still off, fighting the urge to go back around the mountainside. I had to unhaul my haul by sunrise, but a Houdini taxman was just too odd not to check out. Curiosity got the better of me, and I went back around the bend to see what happened. Much to my shock, the road on the other side was dark. No crash car, no taillights going the other way, nothing. I knew those roads like the back of my hand, and that turn off into the hollow I'd just taken was the only way off the main road for miles in either direction. The taxman somehow gone past the side road without seeing me. Nah, he couldn't have. Even if I had missed the headlights, I would have seen the taillights as he kept going, and yet somehow... That other car was just gone. I shivered a bit before setting my mind back on the road ahead. Strange or not, I had a job to do, and I was burning moonlight. I turned the car around and went around the bend again, keeping my headlights off this time. I couldn't afford to keep stopping like that, not with a job this big. As I raced down the roads, guided only by the light of the moon... My mind drifted to my family back home. Adeline was a good woman, and she deserved a better man than me. I tried to go straight for her, to get a job in town at her daddy's store, but I could never keep up with the lifestyle. Adeline's family were all teetotalers, and believed in complete temperance. She was mighty proud of how she had saved me from a life of so-called sin and debauchery. I loved her. I really did, but part of me never felt right being so ashamed of the life my dad taught me to live. Hell, he was the greatest man I ever knew, and he made his living outrunning lawmen and delivering hooch. The blur of the forest fell away, and I found myself driving down the road through open fields. The night sky unfolded above me, and I couldn't help but go slack-jawed at the beauty of it all. The soft light of the moon and stars washed over the ground, making the world go gray. I drove in awestruck peace for a few minutes. The gentle gray scale around me was suddenly broken as headlights burst through the tree line. The revenue agent was back. My jaw snapped shut and I slammed the pedal down, hearing the modified engine roar. My car was easily the fastest in the county. I'd never seen another driver beat me in a race, but somehow, those headlights, well, they kept gaining on me. My mind and heart raced as one, as my cool confidence was shaken. Where did the tax man come from? I'd lost him over an hour ago and was driving too fast for any regular engine to keep up. Did he get ahead of me and park off to the side somewhere to trap me? Was it a different agent altogether? Cold sweat broke out across my neck in spite of the summer heat. 
something just didn't feel right. I had the gas pedal flat against the floorboard of the car, pushing the limits of what my souped-up engine could do. But still, the taxman was getting closer and closer. I racked my brain for an answer, trying to think of a way to shake him. But out in the open like that, the only real option was to be faster than the other guy. The headlights closed the gap in a few more seconds, but showed no signs of slowing down. I thought I was going to ram me, and flashes of my dad's burnt-up car went through my mind as I swerved off the road to my right and drove into a field. I slammed the brakes and spun in a complete 180 to face the road, but the car was gone. The road ahead of me was completely deserted. I caught my breath as I looked all around me, but there wasn't a single light to be seen anywhere in the fields. And hell, I'll tell you what, it seemed impossible. But I was alone in the dark again, even though I had almost been rear-ended just a few seconds before. Even in the moonlight, my knuckles were visibly white on the steering wheel. Through the confusion, I thought about my dad again. I was 14 when he died, having been rear-ended by an overzealous taxman who didn't break fast enough. I'll never forget the smell of burning rubber and flesh. By the time the townsfolk could get the fire out, there was nothing left but the burnt-out husks of the car, fused together by the heat. I slowed my breathing and slapped myself a few times to make sure I was completely awake. Something about the night sky felt wrong. The moon and the stars that had been a source of warmth and comfort a few minutes ago now seemed cold and menacing. I swear the stars themselves seemed to group up in pairs of two, like little headlights. I shook it off and got the car back on the road. I had to be losing it, inventing taxmen to keep me company and make my last job a thrill. Of course, part of me knew in the back of my mind that there wouldn't be a last job until I met my maker. You see, moonshine, it ran in my blood. My dad was a runner, his daddy before him, hell, tracing all the way back across the ocean. No matter what promises I made to Adeline, I'd always find my way back behind the wheel in the middle of the night with 130 gallons of hooch in the trunk. I thought about my boy, named after my granddaddy he never got to meet, growing up to be told that the same granddaddy was nothing more than a low-down criminal. I always wished I could show Thomas the world I grew up in. A world of rebels and races, of bonds deeper than blood, and of traditions that no taxman could ever put a stop to. I wonder what my dad thought of me, his only son, Letting a woman who had never worked a day in her life tarnish his name the way she did. And I wonder what he thought of me, giving his name to a son that would rather die before using a still. I finally crossed the border into Kentucky in relative peace. The cold sweat being the only thing that followed me from the field. I felt better being so close to the meetup spot. But something still didn't feel quite right. I looked in my rearview mirror and saw nothing behind me, but I was nearly blinded when I looked back ahead. I slammed on the brakes as headlights suddenly flared to life down the road, 
I froze for a moment, uncertain of what to do. It had to be the same car as before. The taxman must have been waiting there to ambush me, and I had driven right into it. My mind raced. Outrunning him certainly wasn't an option. He had proven to be faster than me twice already, and I wasn't about to make the same mistake the third time. I didn't have my guns on me either, so shootout wasn't an option. Plus, running from the law and attacking the law were very different. The revenue agents would crack down twice as hard if we started any more fights with them, so that only left one option. I reached over to the switch on my dash and turned my lights back on, then revved the engine a couple of times, letting the tax man know exactly what was about to happen. I listened for a response from his car, but heard nothing. Instead, the headlights started moving toward me. He was ready to play. My dad had spent a lifetime on the run from the law, and he taught me that no revenue agent was willing to die to stop a moonshiner. I hadn't played chicken with a tax man since before Adeline made me quit running, so I reminded myself that he cared more about his life than about catching me. He would bail before I did, and I could speed off into the night while he caught his breath. That would shake him for sure. I pushed the pedal down to the floor and raced ahead, the tax man matching my speed. As we barreled toward each other, I thought about my life. I thought about my dad, taught me everything I knew. I thought about my wife, who tried to make me forget it all. And I thought about my son, who never got to know the real me. I thought about how I ran away from them, how I'd chosen my dad's world over my family's. And I thought about this job, the one that was meant to be my last. About how I would go back home as soon as it was done and tell Adeline I'd been a fool. Now the distance between our cars shrank faster with each passing moment as we raced toward the moment of collision. He had to turn. He had to. He wasn't turning. I swerved to the right at the last second, but he matched my movement. Then the headlights were gone. I slammed the brakes and skidded to a stop, scanning the area as fast as I could. There was no car. The only light in the area was mine, and I was once again alone on the road. I couldn't believe it. The car had been right there, about to hit me, and then suddenly, it was gone. Scared out of my wits and desperate to get the job done so that I could head back home, I sped off down the road again. The headlights were back in minutes. I went around a bend alone, and suddenly... I saw lights emerge from around the same bend shortly after I did, and they sped up again. I didn't know how much more I could take, so I slammed the brakes, ready to face the consequences. The headlights never slowed down. They came closer and closer to the point of collision before suddenly disappearing again. Now that process repeated again and again. As I continued my trip, phantom headlights would appear, speed toward me until they were about to make contact, and then disappear again. Each time, it felt so real. The longer it went on, 
the more I began to suspect what it meant. The sunrise was just starting to paint the sky orange as I set my sights on a sturdy tree down the road. I had spent my whole life running. I ran from the law. I ran from my heritage. And I even ran from my family. I ran, just like my dad taught me. It caught up with him in the end, and somehow I knew that it had caught up with me too. Maybe it was time to stop running, to face the end head on. The last thing I knew was the smell of burning rubber and flesh, just like my daddy. <laughs>